It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Life is complicated, especially right now. You're spending more time inside, unable to go to restaurants, and that means you're cooking dinner. But if you're like me, I hate cooking. Multiple trips to the grocery store, hours of monotonous meal prep just so you can scarf down your food in minutes. So when it's dinner time, I grab my phone, open up an app, and order something. But after convenience fees, delivery fees, and who knows whatever other fees, it ends up being close to $100 for two people. But then I met Freshly. Just put up your feet and relax while Freshly chefs and nutritionists do all the hard work. All you do is heat for three minutes and dinner's done. Imagine a better for you golden oven fried chicken, steak peppercorn with sauteed carrots and French green beans, and my personal favorite, buffalo chicken with loaded mashed cauliflower. It's got fewer carbs. That's just a few of the 30 plus health conscious options to choose from. Freshly understands that food needs to be delicious, healthy, and simple because let's be honest here. If it's not easy, I'm not going to do it. And if it doesn't taste good, I don't want to eat it. Freshly is offering our listeners $40 off, $40 off for their first two orders at freshly.com slash locked on NBA. That's freshly.com slash locked on NBA. Hi, this is Nate Duncan from Locked On's Hollinger and Duncan podcast. Those of you who listen to our show know that I try to take a measured approach. I'm not prone to hyperbole. It really takes something special to get me excited. But with all that said, Theragun is simply one of the best products that I have ever used. I just turned 40. I've always loved to work out, to play basketball when it's safe. And as I got into my 30s, it just wasn't possible to do that anymore the way I wanted to because my body didn't feel right. And Theragun has helped me fix so many of the aches and pains. I tried everything, massages, chiropractors, this at-home device, handheld percussive therapy has worked better than any of those for me. And now the all-new Gen 4 Theragun has a proprietary brushless motor. It's so quiet. It's no louder than an electric toothbrush. And best of all, you can try Theragun risk-free for 30 days. There's no substitute for the Theragun Gen 4 with an OLED screen, personalized Theragun app, and the quiet and power you need starts at only $199. Go to theragun.com slash locked on, the name of this network right now, and get your Gen 4 Theragun today. That's theragun.com slash locked on, theragun.com slash locked on. Welcome to Postcast tonight. David Locke along with Ron Boone. The 11-game win streak is over. The Jazz lose 100-81, and the offense really just looked back like it did at the very beginning of the year, almost uh, eerily reminiscent of the struggles the Jazz had offensively coming out of the shoot, coming out of all-star break as the Jazz, after the first quarter, shot 22 of 66 for 33%. They made, they opened the game making a bunch of threes, but then only hit two the rest of the way and really fell flat offensively. Had a bunch of times where they had some looks and you felt like they were making the run back, but then weren't able to put enough together and they lose it 100-81. to I want to talk about Portland's defense tonight because It's a really interesting defense. When you look at this lineup, I tell you, they have Ed Davis, Zach Collins, and Yusuf Nurkic. They don't have a single rim defender. You would never think this is a good rim defense. It's the number one restricted area defense in the NBA. At the same time, they allow some of the fewest threes in the league. How do they do it? Well, the Jazz do theirs with Rudy, obviously, because, you know, teams want to go away from him. Uh, He alters shots, and he blocks shots. I think collectively they do a great job of, of, of just mucking up the paint. And you saw that tonight that the Jazz could not get any crease passes. There were no lobs. 
uh, and, and they were unable to break the defense down only a few times and, and put the ball into Derek Favors or Rudy Gobert's hands to where they could score around the rim. So that makes a big difference. The Jazz with 42 points in the paint tonight. Um, and the, uh, the Portland Trailblazers had 40. Now, that would be about right for Portland, but that's not good for the Utah Jazz. So you have to give uh, the credit to the Portland Trailblazers by the way they, they just mock up, muck, you know, up the paint to the point where that restricted area anyway. So it was interesting, you know, points of the paint such a different number. Like, they, they love it if you take that short floater, if they pull from the mid-range or do any of those things. The Jazz just never got that, you know, in Portland that third quarter, the Jazz just got that ball popping and they were rolling. That never happened again tonight. And, and like I said, I would love to have seen them with some dribble handoffs. You know, those dribble handoffs, I think, gets the defense scrambling, gets the defense moving, having to fight over picks. And before you know it, they're looking at, you know, getting some good, some open looks, something that they're very accustomed to getting and, and shots that they're very accustomed to making. That did not happen tonight. And, and I don't know, you just don't expect a streak to last forever, but you would like to see in a better fight than what the Jazz had tonight. So you said this at the end of the game, and I – I always have a hard time, maybe as a former player, as a non-player, I never want to question a player's fight. Like, But I always think it's hard to tell if a team's playing hard when they can't make shots. Well, it, 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 I don't think there's ever been a team that misses shots that looks like they're playing hard. Okay, you can look at this a few different ways. And, and, and some coaches and players think that your defense is going to drive your offense meaning steals, uh, very aggressive blocking shots, and, and just scrambling, just a scrappy team, where a lot of times your offense can drive uh, drive your defense. And what I mean by that is if the Jazz were executing their offense and getting those, and making those open looks, that brings that defense out now. I mean, they got to concentrate more on defending the perimeter. Maybe now you get some of those little uh, those shots in the paint that the Jazz struggle getting uh, in, during the course of the ball game. Uh, you know, it, 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 it's puzzling. I've always thought that your offense always drives your defense and, you know, making great plays and, and um, you know, that, that type of thing. But, you know, coaches look at it in a different way. Zach Guthrie said to us at halftime, you got to have some of these search dribbles where you go around the other side. We never saw any of those things actually take place. Well, your dribble handoffs can, can create something like that. Rubio was the one that was doing a lot more of that Um by just keeping that dribble alive, making the defense defend you a lot longer than you than they normally do, and, and uh, creating smitch, switches, mismatches. You know, I just think that that dribble handoffs really gets the Jazz offense going and gets and makes the defense move their feet to the point where you break it down. All of a sudden, you have a slip move. Now you can kick it to the corner. You got an open three-point shot. And the Jazz are very good, very good at making open shots. The brutal thing in all of this is when you fall behind to Portland, and they got C.J. McCollum and Damian Lillard coming at you. It is hard to be able to put the clamps down enough defensively to get this thing rolling, and and that's where as they played from behind and they kept trying to. If you didn't knock every shot down as you're coming back, you knew that C.J. and Damian were going to do it. They, Kylie Young, who was doing stats on our TV truck, just told me that the Blazers started one of nine in the mid-range and finished five of five. So, you know, late in the game, they're suddenly taking the mid-range shots you want them to take, and they're knocking them down. Isn't it amazing? You think that, okay, that they have two scores. Guys, Two guys are going to take 40 of their 90-something shot attempt that they get a, get a ball game. 
and you would think that, okay, we, we just have to shut those guys down, force them to give the basketball up, make somebody else beat us. But you just can't do it with these guys, especially when they have the ball in their hands. Uh, they're just so good at breaking you down uh, and, and just creating havoc. But they have three guys that can do that as well. So it, it's I'm sure if there was a remedy to that, Quinn Snyder would have figured it out. But, you know, just another one of those. We went up to Portland and just took everything away from them. Shot the basketball well. I mean, we looked really good doing it. And they just returned a favor here tonight. Jazz still lead this season series two games to one. The final one tonight, 20 turnovers. And the turnovers early were really awful. Uh, in fact, Joe Ingles, not to single out one guy, though uh, Joe Ingles had three tonight. They were really unusual from him. I mean, that's actually the only reason I'm singling out because he doesn't usually throw the ball. That was kind of an old Joe Ingles thing. Mo Harkless had a career-high six steals tonight with his length. He was guarding Donovan for a lot of the night. Uh, the turnovers, though, were pretty equally distributed. Jay Crowder had four. Rubio had three. Donovan had two. Colbert had two. Royce O'Neal had two. But they really, the Jazz, just almost as though they played, you know, and almost as though they tried to play that dribble penetration, break at the 45, kick the ball out, move it around game. But when they broke at the 45 and tried to kick it out, yeah. it was getting intercepted. Yeah, 20 turnovers, 22 points off of those off, off of those turnovers. But Joe Ingles' passes were like, what was he doing? I mean, what kind? Of, what, what was he thinking? I mean, that's the kind of pass that that was, and, and because you're not accustomed to see him doing that, uh, it was like he just uh, uh, one of those practice passes I tell you about. You know, that's that eventually gets there because no one's guarding it. But you know, David, this is this is a, a bad loss. You know, you, you're fighting Portland and, and other teams to try to get into the playoffs. Uh, this is only the tenth loss for the Jazz of the year, so. Uh, that streak can't last forever, and, and just like for it to be a, a, a better basketball game. The only thing I kind of mentioned all week long, and I'll just say it again: sitting at thirty and twenty-eight, and we're talking about forty-six wins in your final twenty-four games. That means you got to go sixteen and eight. It means when you drop a game that you thought you were going to win, probably like tonight, you only got eight chances to go make it up. This is going to be a really, re- really hard effort to try to make it back and get into the playoffs. Uh, I don't know the final. Uh, New Orleans won an overtime game tonight in Miami on a buzzer beater or late shot by Drew Holiday. And I didn't see the final out of Denver yet. Looking forward right now. The Nuggets went and beat the Spurs, 122-119. So there's not a lot of window here. you got to fight through. It's going to be hard to get these. Yeah, we're definitely going to need some help. You know, And don't forget, these, these, these other teams are struggling. Not struggling, but they're trying to win basketball games as well. But the same time the Jazz were at this 11-game winning streak, Denver was winning, Portland was winning, Minnesota was winning. All of those teams were winning there as well. So just think where the Jazz would not would, would not be if they didn't have that 11-game win streak. We'd be totally out of it right now. Right. Right. It's great to be in it. We'll see if they can get it going tomorrow against Dallas. This is Postcast on Lockdown Jazz, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. Rejecting the screen has been retweeted by Kobe, Dame Lillard, and Vince Carter. So it's fair to say you should give it a shot. I'm Noah Kozlov. And I'm Adam Stanko. Rejecting the screen hits your feed every Tuesday and Thursday. On Tuesday, we talk hoops and a little bit of life. On Thursday, we go ISO with a guest. Stories from anyone and everyone who has touched the NBA with tales we promise you've never heard before. Find Rejecting the Screen right now wherever you get podcasts and hit that subscribe button.